Psalm chapter 65. Uh, hallelujah for a good day already. Psalm chapter 65. If I won't take time to read the entire chapter, but later if you want to read that. It is a psalm whom we believe to be written of David. If you have your place, you could stand with us for the reverence of the reading of God and prayer for the message. And uh, really, David is thanking God here in this psalm uh, as him being a God of morality. Now, folks, the world will try to tell you something different, but we serve a God of morality. And we serve a God that uh, goes by the book that he wrote. Amen. And uh, But uh, David is thanking God for that, being a God of morality. And then he goes on and he's thanking God for being a God of might. Because he is a powerful God. And he knows what God can do in a life. He knows what God done in his life. And he is thanking God for that might. But as we get toward the end of Psalm 65, David is uh, thanking God for the crops He's thanking God for the food. He's thanking God for the mercy of God. And uh, I want to begin reading with verse number 11. With God being my helper. And we're going to preach to you just for a little while this morning on how to have a happy new year. Amen. But as we look at verse number 11 in Psalm 65. The Bible says, Thou crownest the year with thy goodness. Now, when he speaks of the word crownist, he's speaking of the crown. And that crown that David is speaking of is the harvest of crops. Now, you'll have to read the previous scripture to get that. But it's the harvest of crops that he's thanking God for. And thy paths drop fatness. Now, we're not talking about a New Year's resolution of dropping weight. We're talking here about the excellency of the harvest. He's saying, thank you, God, for the harvest of the crops. But I'm going to thank you even more because the heart, the crops are excellent. And then he goes on to verse number 12. He says, they drop upon the pastures of the wilderness. And the little hills rejoice on every side. In other words, he is having enough crops to feed uh, everyone. But he's also feeding the uh, animals that are out in the pasture. And when he speaks of the little hills rejoicing, he is basically saying that the land was uh, barren. It could have been a wilderness or could have been a desert. But God, through his infinite mercy and power, has touched it to become green pastures. God has blessed it to begin to feed the creatures of the field and to feed his family and to feed the people in that area. He says the pastures are clothed with flocks. The valleys also are covered over, covered over, not covered, covered over with corn. They shout for joy. They also sing. So what David is doing is giving praise unto the God of heaven that deserves all of our praise this morning. He has given the God of heaven thanks for all of these things. For the morality of God. For the might of God. And for the mercy of God. And for the provisions that God has provided here later on in this chapter. 
How are we going to have a happy new year? Let's pray and we'll preach it to you this morning. Father, Lord, we do love you. We thank you in Jesus' name for the opportunity to come to you in prayer. And God, we thank you for this time of being together. Lord, we thank you for the great testimonies that we've heard. And God, I can't thank you enough, uh, Lord, for touching my life one day and saving my soul. I can't thank you enough for blessing the church. I can't thank you enough for blessing me and my family. And Lord, we know there's many times that blessings come with a cost. But God, Lord, we're going to be faithful unto Thee uh, until the very end. And God, we're just going to praise You, worship You uh, uh, for who You are and how good You've been to us just as the psalmist David did. Lord, I pray that we'll have a great 2018 as we had a great 2017. Lord, your blessings just overflowed from every avenue. And God, we expect, uh, come expecting some great things today and onward into 2018. Lord, we thank you for these good people. Thank you for your mercy, your grace. uh, And we thank you for meeting with us today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. I want to jump right into the message today because uh, when we speak about having a happy new year, many of people have different ideas uh, about what the new year may bring. Uh, many people think that the new year is going to be a depressing time uh, or it may be a repeat of a, something that's bad that's happened to them in 2017. But may I say today, uh, we ought to expect God's blessings in 2018 to just overflow us as He did in 2017. Not just as a church family, uh, but in your personal life as well. Uh, But how do we have a a happy new year? Uh, Well, I believe first of all today we need to be prayerful. Amen. Uh, The Bible tells us in Philippians chapter 4 and verse number 6, the Bible says be careful for nothing, uh, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your request be made known uh, unto God. We ought to come into the house of the Lord uh, Expecting a miracle. We ought to come into the house of the Lord. uh, Expecting God to move upon the heart of a lost individual. And they be saved before it's everlasting too late. Uh, We ought to come into the house of God. uh, Expecting people to stand and give a wonderful testimony. About how God's been good to them. Uh, uh, Some think praying makes no difference. Uh, Others simply forget, neglect, or fail to pray. Uh, But I'm here to tell you the greatest thing that you and I. I can do as a saint of God today uh, is to go on our knees in prayer uh, and pray for those uh, that need Him. Uh, I pray for those needs of others. Uh, I pray for your needs. Uh, I pray for the works of the ministry uh, and allow God to pour out His blessings upon your prayer life. Uh, we need more prayer. Amen. Uh, we need more to going boldly before the throne of grace of God, of the God, God of grace and, and, and going to Him and asking for the those needs to be met. I don't know how many times over the last years that men have met in this church and prayed for debt relief. I don't know how many times we've bowed by our bedside or in a home somewhere and prayed that God would send the debt relief that we need to get us out of debt here in the church. My friend, and I'm telling you, God's answering those prayers and we've been able to take some big chunks out of that payment and to bring that debt on down and from where we was to where we are today, People will say it's not possible. But I'm here to tell you through Christ.
Christ Jesus, all things are possible. I say within three years we'll be debt free. But you know what? It could happen today. It could happen next week. It could happen at the end of this year. It could happen in six months. We're praying that God will still deliver a man to where we can do greater things for the glory of God. I don't believe the Lord wants us to be tied down with debt. I believe He wants us to get it paid off and removed. Amen. Uh, there's times when we should go to our knees and pray uh, for the family members that are lost uh, without Jesus. Prayer makes all the difference. God does things in answer to prayer that He otherwise uh, wouldn't do. Prayer changes things uh, and prayer changes people. We must pray more this coming year and, and prayer will bring you joy and it makes everything possible to those who believe. Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 18 says, Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. I believe we ought to be the most praying people on the land. We ought to be the ones that are going to pray through to get that breakthrough that's needed. Uh, Folks, there are still people that are dying uh, and going to hell without Jesus uh, and we need to lift them up to the Lord. Uh, There's still people that battle addictions every day. Uh, There's still people that go uh, to the wrong places of this world looking for their joy. But I'm glad today I've got joy in Jesus. Uh, And when I've got joy in Jesus, uh, I don't need the joy of the world uh, to fill that void that's deep inside. It takes salvation baby and that going down deep inside will help you uh, and it'll help you grow uh, it'll help bring you joy uh, even in the darkest most difficult times of your life uh, you can have joy amen be prayerful but number two this morning we need to be positive amen be positive you see the bible says there in philippians 4 8 finally brethren Whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report. If there be any virtue and if there be any praise, think on these things. Many a people will pillow their head tonight thinking there's no hope for a particular situation in their life. I'm here to tell you as long as Christ is king, he'll always be king, by the way. He will come through. Amen. There's always hope. And we need to have a positive outlook. There's a whole lot of negativism negativism today in this world of sin, of sorrow, and suffering. The news is mostly bad and it causes Many to become pessimistic. But I'm here to tell you. We have reasons to be optimistic. Because we do serve the King of Kings. And the Lord of Lords. And He can do all things. And you may say. Oh but preacher. I know that the God of heaven. Can't touch my husband and save him. I'm here to tell you. Change your attitude around. And start believing that God can. Because God can. And He will. If we just go to Him and ask Him. Amen. Many of day have many a 
uh, wayward children uh, and wayward grandchildren. But may I say there's still a God in heaven. And we should be aware of what's happening in the world around us uh, without letting it darken and destroy our lives. Uh, but go to God in a good conscience uh, for good things are happening too in this world. Uh, uh, God's still on the throne. Uh, miracles are taking place. Uh, and I'm going to trust in Him uh, on this journey of life in which we're walking in today. Uh, many of people will walk into the church house. Uh, they'll have their head bowed low. Uh, and they'll walk in uh, uh, in the deepest, darkest place that a Christian can get. Uh, and it seems like they're on the very bottom. Uh, but my friend, just lift up your head uh, and look toward the heavens. Uh, because your help is coming from the hills. Uh, my friends, where the help comes from. Uh, he is a God uh, of a thousand hills. And He owns uh, all those cattle that's on those hills. Uh, he owns the taters inside the hills. Uh, and He can provide for me. Uh, he can provide for you. Uh, and He can take care of us. Uh, but we've leaving out one factor here. We've got to have faith. Yeah. See, being positive gives us the faith that we need. But 1 John 5 and 4 says, For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. This is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. That's positive. That's victory. Victory. Listen, we've all been defeated. We've all, at one time or another, seemed like that we was probably in the snares of the devil. But you've got victory in Jesus today. And we've got to know and believe in our heart that we've got victory. Amen. We've got to believe and know that God's going to deliver. We got to believe and know that God's still on the throne and He's still in control of everything. And when He's still in control of everything, He has a say so of what goes on. In my life, in your life, in everybody's life, those people that serve Him today, let me tell you something. The devil can't come to you unless he crosses the bloodline and the Lord Jesus gives him permission. Because we've been washed in the blood of the Lamb. I've got blood stains on me today. You may not be able to see them, but I've got blood stains. And when Jesus comes back, He's looking for one thing. He's looking for something in red. <laughs> it's not the clothes that we wear, but it is the blood of Jesus that's been applied to your heart and your soul. And I thank God for that today. I'm going to be as positive as this as I can today. I just hope He comes soon. Amen. He might even come today before this service is over. Wouldn't that be a great sight to, to be leaving the church house with the saints of God uh, while some of them's at the house already drunk uh, uh, and hopped up and turned over and flipped over with their head in the commode somewhere and yet we're in here in the house of God worshiping the true and living God and we get took out of here but the sad thing is they get left behind but the sad thing is they've got a soul that, but the good thing is God can save that soul. I'm glad I don't have to live that way. Amen. We People were giving testimonies as they walked into Sunday school this morning. And uh, Brother Joe started it off and he just walked in. And sometimes that happens in our class. They just walk in and start praising the Lord. And someone asked Brother Starnes, what are you thankful for? And Brother Starnes says, I'm thankful that I ain't going to be hungover. <laughs> Hallelujah. For that right there. Amen. But we need to be positive. We need to be prayerful. 
But number three, we need to be persevering. And when I mean persevering, I mean persistent. What do we need to be persevering in? Well, our prayer life. We need to be persevering in our prayer life. Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit. We've already mentioned prayer. But I want to throw that scripture in right here. Because we need to be persistent. And watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. We need to be persistent. We need to be persevering. Also, Hebrews 10.25. Not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is. But exhorting one another. And so much the more as you see the day approach. You've got an opportunity starting Wednesday night to make every service in 2018. You've got an opportunity next Sunday morning to make every Sunday morning service in 2018. If you do, you'll be persevering. If you do, you'll be being persistent. You see, the Bible tells us in the scripture to not forsake ourselves. It says to come together, lift one another up, encouraging one another. As the more as you see the day approaching. What is that day approaching? That's the return of the Lord Jesus Christ. If you haven't noticed lately, He's coming. He's coming. Luke chapter 6 and verse number 38. The Bible says, give and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together and running over. Shall men give unto your bosom. For with the same measure that ye meet with all, it shall be measured to you again. Amen. Be persistent in our giving. Now, I'm not just talking about tithes today. I'm talking about in our talents. I'm talking about in our testimonies. I'm talking about in your time. Listen, we can all give God a little more today. Amen. Listen, there's more things important in the ministry than money. Trust me, we know we've operated without it before. Listen, there, 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 there are things that are more important than money. Sometimes your time and talent is just as valuable, if not more valuable, than our tithe. Amen. But we need to understand today as we're persistent and we're being persevering, troubles and trials and testing is going to come to some of you and probably all of you this year. Amen. We're not exempt from that. It comes both from bitter and sweet ingredients. I do believe a lot of times it takes a bitter and a sweet ingredients to make a cake. Sometimes it takes a bitter and sweet experiences to make a good life. But the good and the bad work together for our good and God's glory. Amen. When things come your way and when you conquer those demons in your life that you may be battling today, you will be able to stand before people with a great testimony and allow them to know that where God has brought you from and where you stand today. God can use those valleys. God can use those trials. God can use those testimonies to touch someone. As I look upon two of our members in the back that have been stricken down with cancer. They have taken it positively. They are taking it as believing and being positive of knowing that God's going to take care of them. And God's going to take care of the cancer. But they're going to have a story to tell when the cancer comes back and there's it's all gone. Amen. When the tests come back from the cancer and it's all gone. All the treatments are done they're still standing uh, they're still standing because they've had the faith in God of knowing that God's going to take care of it and how many more people will you be able to help and counsel with that falls in the same position that you may be in today you see we all wrestle with troubles and trials but you know one thing I cannot do I can't quit why would I want to quit? I've come too far to turn back now. 
I've served the Lord. Listen, I got saved in 93. And I've served the Lord since January 3 of 93. And I have no reason to turn my back on Him now. But you know what I see each and every day? People give up on God and turn around and walk back out into the world. There is no need to turn your back on God. He never turned His back on you. The good thing is, He'll give you another chance. He'll give you a second chance. He'll give you a third chance. He'll give you a fourth chance. We got to keep on keeping on. Like the Apostle Paul, we must be willing to suffer loss that we might win Christ. Exercise increases our strength. Exercising your faith will increase you spiritually today. The Bible says in Philippians 3, 8, Yea, doubtless, and I count all things but loss for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things, and do count them but dung, that I may win Christ. In other words, Paul is saying, I've been through it all, I've seen it all. I've been whipped, I've been thrown into prison, I've been abolished to islands, I've been abandoned on islands, I've been shipwrecked, I've been talked about, I've been stoned. But I'm counting it all but gain because I've got Jesus Christ. I've got Christ so all that other stuff doesn't matter. Listen, as long as you have Christ in your life today, it doesn't matter what else that you have. Because He's the most important aspect that you'll ever be able to obtain in this life. He is the only one that can get us to heaven. He is the only one that can help us. And my friend, I'm going to continue to trust in Him. Even though trials may come my way and things may break my heart and I may be unsatisfied with some things in life but may I say I'm never going to be so unsatisfied that I turn my back on the God of heaven that saved me from a devil's hell and set me on that solid rock I'm going to continue to serve him Amen. number four how are we going to have a happy new year I want to be productive be productive Ephesians 6, 7 says, with good will doing service as to the Lord and unto men. You see, many Christians fail to work for God because they're interested only in their selfish pursuits. They're unfulfilled and they're unhappy. We should labor for the Lord. Amen. We find purpose in living when we lose ourselves in meaningful service for Him. What we do should be for the glory of God. When Josh gets up here and sings heaven down, he doesn't do it for himself. He does it for the glory of God. When Brian and Michelle go and teach those kids every Wednesday night, giving up Wednesday night service, they don't do it for their glory. They do it for the glory of God. When these Sunday school teachers spend hours upon hours to uh, prepare a lesson for their classes, uh, they don't do it for them. They do it for the glory of God. These folks that come in and clean the church every week and don't ask a dime for anything, don't charge us a dime, and they keep it clean and they keep it beautiful. And the people that work on the building and they paint and they do all kinds of stuff, they're not doing it for their glory. They're doing it for the glory of God. And you know what? It takes that in a ministry. People doing it for the right reasons. Because the right reason means a lot. This ministry is not about me. It's never about me. And when it becomes about me, y'all can go ahead and get rid of me because I ain't going to do you no good. It's not about me. It's about the Lord Jesus Christ. 
We should labor for the Lord. Find purpose in living. Lose ourselves in meaningful service unto Him. For we're not going to find happiness by searching for selfish desires. Listen, we need to have productivity in our life resulting from prayer, positive thinking, perseverance, and productive service for the Lord. And when we've got that in our lives, you'll have a happy 2018. Oh, but preacher, what happens when I get into one of those places? What place are you talking about? What if you lose a loved one this year? What if you're stricken down with a disease this year? It's all possible. What if this preacher is stricken down with a disease this year? What if you get bad news from the doctor this year? Will you be able to lift your head high and say, I'm going to trust the Lord anyway? Are you going to hang your head so low and walk off from God and say, Lord, I thought you was better than this. I've heard that before. I'm here to tell you, even as you put Jesus Christ first in your life, Matthew 6, seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness and all these other things will be added unto you. If you'll put Jesus first in your life, no matter what comes your way, you'll be able to be an overcomer. And you'll be able to overcome Him with Him and you'll be able to trust in Him in every day that you live. You see, we tend to forget these things as life gets difficult. We tend to forget these things when turmoil comes our way and life begins to throw us curveballs. But may I say with Jesus today, we can have all things. We need to be prayerful. Be positive. Be persevering. Be productive. And you'll have a happy new year. I want you to stand as they come get us a song of invitation this morning. I encourage each and every one to do two things today. Number one, this altar is open as some are already praying. Come just thank God for what He's done for you this year, 2017. And then after you get through thanking the God of heaven for your many blessings that He's bestowed upon you, I encourage you today to pray for 2018. Pray that God will bless you as an individual. Thank God. Pray that God will bless this as a church corporately. And any other prayer that may be upon your heart today. Give it unto God. Allow Him to take care of it. For I know He said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. That's the God that we serve. And that's the God that we have. The true living God of heaven. Father, in Jesus' name, we love you. Lord, we thank you for these that are on the altar of prayer this morning. God, I thank you for your many blessings. Lord, I thank you for a great 2017 as we go positively into the new year. Looking for great things in 2018. God, I thank you for these precious people you've sent our way just to give us an opportunity to preach to, to minister to, and to offer help. Dear God, when needed, I thank you for them all. We love them dearly. And God, I pray you'll bless during this portion of the service.
In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. There's room at the cross for you. Room at the cross. There's room at the cross for you. Maybe you're here today, you're not as close to God as you need to be. There's room at the cross for you. Maybe you're here today. You're not saved. You need the Lord Jesus Christ. There's room at the cross for you. Maybe you're suffering through a great battle this morning. Maybe the enemy is playing with your mind. May I say that God still has the answer for you. But you got to give it to Him. Give it to Him. Give it to God. And it's grace so free is sufficient for His grace is sufficient. And deep is the fountain as wide as the sea. Praise God. There's room. There's room. Wednesday night, we'll be back studying in Revelation at 7 o'clock. But this is how I want to dismiss this service. Josh, you can sing some more of that or sing something else. We'll have a couple of the men to open those doors back there. I want you to take time to go to someone. Let them know you love them. Let them know you appreciate them. You have to give them a hug around the neck. That's all right. Just don't kiss them, amen? But let somebody know that you appreciate them. Because really, if you look at it this way, church, there may be someone in this congregation this morning that may not be here next Sunday. There may be someone in this congregation this morning in 2017 that will not be able to make it back into here for 2018. Life's short. The Bible says it's like a vapor. It appears for a short while and then it vanishes away. And you can be dismissed at your own merit. But let's end this service this way today, alright? God bless you. We love you. There is coming a day when no heartache shall come, no more clouds in the sky, no more tears to dim the eye, all is peace.